0: But as we prepare to go forth with the word of God, put me behind the time to cross, Lord. Let the words of my mouth be beautiful meditations unto your heart. Let what needs to come forth through this message be it a message that will nurture and help our hearts this week with all that you know that is before us. We pray in thanksgiving. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Russell. If I look at the week that has already been before, I have to say, wow, what a week. Though there's been a lot of glory and great things, there have also been some moments where we've said, my God, my God, is this the 21st century? Is this June 2005. The week was glorious. Lists of things have gone on. Lots of prayers have gone up. And even as yesterday, there are things that challenge us as a test of faith. Friday night, we had family night. Our quarterly movie night with the Temple United Methodist Church. Though there were only a few in attendance, we saw the movie Remember the Titans. After that discussion, we gathered together and shared some thoughts about the movie. Many of you know that the temple is a primarily Anglo congregation, and some of the things that we brought up in the discussion, they simply didn't think that it was still going on in 2005. A statement that I made that said, though you don't see it, racism is still alive. Yes, the sermon I'm going to preach is a preaching sermon on faith, but I cover it with this context that yesterday on I-10, our children and some adults that were involved with our praise experienced. DWB. Driving while black. Yes, they were on the road in a white van. and No, they're not OJ Simpson. But they were driving down the street simply minding their business and the van was pulled over. Police came from all different directions They asked Angela to get out of the car and then we needed to pray and calm the children. But the last thing that was said before they left Fort Arthur was, Traveling mercy, go with you. The blessings of what God wants to happen this day is so mighty that you will get there like never before. But in my wildest dreams, I did not imagine that they were safe. D-W-D. I'm not from this area, and I've never crossed the the, the uh, Texas Louisiana border with any much frequency. But when I was a salesperson, this was my area, and there were certain sections of the the I-10 corridor you just knew that if you were driving and you were. Of uh, African American descent you needed to slow it down move it over do all these other things but never in my wildest dreams on Saturday June the 4th I talked to God a lot yesterday I almost bugged him more than I bugged him in a long time but I talked to him because our children were there our leaders were there they were going to do God's work they weren't doing anything wrong. But they're, safe. they're safe. tears came streaming down. Children were upset. Police officers were acting as though they were protecting themselves from criminals. But the only thing these people were doing was driving while black. No, this wasn't the that God had prepared a few days ago. Because when I got that notice yesterday, I said, my God, my God, this is a test of faith. This is a remembrance. This is something that keeps us locked down in fear. But I'm hoping when we get the discernment there, that we will be stronger servants, walking out our faith like we've never walked out before. Being tested and knowing that God still goes before us in spite of it all. This is a situation in the 21st century. Our previous generations have dealt with lynching. They dealt with the boat. They dealt with drama. They dealt with saving. But only by the grace of God. Oh, yes. We still walk today. I don't know what we'll do about the police officers. I don't know what we'll say. I don't even know what we will do yet, but we prayed yesterday. We prayed this morning, and we will continue to pray. I told Angela it was good that Jackie three years ago wasn't in the van. Because my mouth wouldn't have been foul, but I would have got locked up. Because I didn't understand why they got pulled over. Faith makes the difference. Can anybody turn to your neighbor and say, Faith makes the difference. We can be upset, but faith makes the difference. If two people are driving down the street, situations can be exactly the same. But where? it's people. Faith makes the difference. This is an important week. But yesterday was an challenge. moment. It was that kind of moment where you get ready and you say, well, let me just get my bed I think I need to talk to somebody. But the person we talked to that made the difference yesterday for our children, made the difference for Angela and Janela, made the difference on the road was Jesus Christ. People saw them and knew they were people of God. They didn't ask the food. They didn't cut up. They stood the test of faith. So I say to you this morning, maybe you didn't know what went on yesterday. Maybe you haven't seen racism recently. But by the grace of God, our our children and our children's children will not have to deal with this Different situations because we must stand on their behalf and say, Oh, no. That's not how you treat the people of God. But when they left from that place and they went to the beach, a man stopped Angela and said, You're the lady that got stopped on the boat. They really didn't do you right. Then somebody gave her a card and said, Miss, that wasn't right. When I was a little girl, I used to say to my mama, Mama, that's just not right. And she said, Jackie, everything in life is not right. But have faith. Lift your hair up. So I say to the students who were impacted by yesterday, God's covering was still there. But there are times in life where we are tested, our faith is tested, who we believe in is tested, and God stands with us all the time. Don't quit before the miracle happens. Don't stop doing what God is calling you to do. Don't keep showing up in places. Don't keep speaking out in the name of Jesus Christ. Don't stop being who He has called you to be. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the Now we can get on with the sermon, amen? God is a good God. He is a mighty, mighty, mighty good God. And our faith will sustain us because it's just the faith of a mustard seed. And a lot of mustard seeds are represented here this morning that will allow us to go forth and do that which God has called us to do. When we look at the text this morning, it's the Matthew text. Some of you may be familiar with it, and others of you may be saying, I don't know that one. Haven't seen that one lately. But I just want to pull out a few nuggets and help us to guide through this, because from the experience last night, I really know that God is calling us to have a prayer vision. I know God is calling us to have some discussions on faith. I don't know whether we call the state troopers in the police department. I don't know who we call in just yet. But I want you to be in prayer because the life and breath of our children will not constantly be threatened by police officers claiming they're trying to protect themselves. They had the guns, we had nothing. Okay? Let me let me be sure to help you understand, we was in a white van. No guns, we had dance bags. They were going to a praise dance workshop. And what the children and Angela got pulled over was for a, a breeze of, you were in the wrong lane. Crossing the border. From Texas to Louisiana, and there was a hint of marijuana in the air. In southeast Texas, there's a lot of hints of something in the air. I drive past the plant any time. I don't know what that hint is. And they got pulled over for a hint of marijuana in the air. Have mercy. Let me stay focused. Okay. There are three major themes in the Matthew passage. One is faith and discipleship. If you look at verse 9, it says that Matthew was called to follow me, to follow Jesus. And if we look at Genesis 12, verses 1 through 3, it was telling Abraham to go. So there's a discipleship that has to be connected there that says we are called to follow. Say, we are called to follow. All of us are called to follow Jesus Christ. The challenge in the Matthew passage there was that the people that were in high places were concerned that Jesus was dining with sinners and tax collectors. He thought them to be unclean. The commentary writer Donald Senor simply says that they considered Jesus as a person who was operating out of his north. He was eating with those and associating with those who were unclean. My question is to you, as a disciple of Jesus Christ, aren't we called to do the same? Aren't we called to eat with the tax collectors, eat with the sinners, stay by them, go visit. Because if the truth be told, we are all sinners saved by grace. And then above that, Jesus says that we all need a touch from Dr. Jesus. Ms. Neal is not the only person in this building recovery. Miss Ms. Neal is not the only person that needs a touch from Dr. Jesus. Her ailment may be physical, and some of our ailments may be spiritual, emotional, but we all need a touch from Dr. Jesus. And that moves me into point number two, that there is a connection between faith and healing. In the Matthew passage, the second part, it talks about Jesus being touched by a woman who needed healing. She had been hemorrhaging for 18 years, but before she was touched, a gentleman from the higher echelon came and said, Jesus, excuse me, excuse me, my daughter needs to see me. My daughter is on her sick bed. Can you come to my house? But on the way to the house. Now, in the Matthew passage, it doesn't say who the man was. The man was Jairus. Jairus was a big man. He was a leader of leaders, and his daughter was on her deathbed. And before he could get to the daughter, Jesus was touched by a woman. She didn't come up to him. She didn't come in front. Of him. She just touched. The hand of his garment, the hand of his garment was so powerful that she was healed. But what did Jesus say to her? He says to her, he says to her, Your faith has healed you. He says in verse 21, If I only touch the faith, I will be made whole. And Jesus said to her, Take heart, Dad. Your faith has made you whole. Your faith. It wasn't anything more than her faith. So, we look at faith in discipleship, and then we look at faith in healing. And I say to you this morning, How's your faith? How's your faith? If we were to take a faith barometer and see if we had a temperature, does your faith have a temperature, Miss Min? Does your faith have a temperature? Does your faith have a temperature? How is your faith? And just as Jesus said to this woman who needed a healing touch to keep her from hemorrhaging anymore. He said, daughter, your faith has made you whole. Your faith has made you well. And then he went on to Jairus' house to see the little girl, and when he got there, the people basically started laughing. In other words, they were saying, look, Jesus, who's too late. Don't stop here. Nothing we can do. She's already dead. So go on, Jesus. But Jesus didn't pay any attention because he knew the face of the Father had called him and said, Come to my house. See about my daughter. She needs to see you. What happened? Does anybody know what happened? Does anybody know the miracle that happened at Jericho's house? Well, I'll tell you. The miracle that happened was even though she was asleep, he said, Jesus said, She's only sleeping. Girl's not dead. She's just taking a little rest. In my year I've learned about taking a little rest. Sometimes you just got to take a pause. She was taking a little pause, but her family thought she was dead. And Jesus said, Uh uh-uh. uh. She's not dead. She's just sleeping. And when you get to verse 9, tw- verse 25, it says, But when the crowd had been put outside, and he went in and touched her hand. The girl got up. Somebody say the girl, up. the girl got up. Anybody want to be the girl that got up? Anybody want to be the boy that got up? Anybody want to be touched by Jesus and know that they can come from where they are now into something else. But I know there's somebody in the audience, somebody sitting here saying, The Pastor, look at my Well, i stop right here to tell you there are mysteries of faith. God is bigger than we can ever imagine to be. There are prayers that we pray right now that I'm thankful. I can look back in my life and say, God, thank you for not answering that prayer. Thank you for not hearing that one. Thank you for not acting on my behalf. Thank you for being God because you are much bigger than who I am. But what he calls us to do, regardless of the outcome, is pray by faith. Pray in him. Pray in a belief that believes beyond belief that God is among the greatest of great, the awesome of the awesome, the top of the top, the king of kings, that he is able to do all things exceedingly and abundantly well. None of us know our days. but look around the room, God knows the number of things that are in each and one of our heads. He knows the number of days that we are to reside here on earth. He gives us a gift of salvation that says, Even when you leave this place, I wear a palace of palace. I have a house that has your name on it. So do not be afraid, but live each day that I give you to before me. And that brings me to the last point. Our faith is connected to our purpose of calling. Each and every one of us is called. And some of us run from our call. We get to the point where Jesus is telling us to get up and we like, I'm going to play sleep for a little longer. Maybe if I stay sleep for a minute, he won't make me go nowhere. Well, I stopped by here and says, Jesus ain't interested. And I know that that is not articulately correct. He is not interested in us playing sleep. He is not interested in us sitting on the pews doing nothing. He has called each of us into a purpose. He has called each of us to get up. He has called each of us to have the gifts that he has given to us. So I say, turn to your neighbor and say, faith makes the difference. Turn to another neighbor and say, look, faith makes the difference. Faith will take away the fear. Faith will move us to another level. Faith is the difference. In living for Christ or not living for Christ? Does our faith ever fail? No. As long as our faith is in Jesus Christ. Now, I like Donald Biden. And I like a lot of you. And I love a lot of you. And I love my son, my mama, my husband. Y'all are really, really, really good people. but my faith is in Jesus Christ. I believe in you, but my faith is in Jesus Christ. I believe that God will move on your heart and do the things He's called to do, but I believe I have a faith in Jesus Christ. And that faith is truly unmeasurable. Yes, it only takes a mustard seed. But you put 2,200 mustard seeds together, and you got a whole lot of faith with you. If I counted each person here today as one mustard see of faith, we have enough strength because our faith is in Jesus Christ to move a mountain. Do you believe you can move a mountain? Do you believe you can speak to the mountains in your life and say, Lord, what you want me to do with those mountains? Do you want them to move? Do you want them to climb? Do you want me to go around? What do you want me to do with my faith? And I say to you this morning, our faith is great enough to help people get up off the of system will these prayers. Our faith is strong enough to help kids go to college. They couldn't go to college before. Will we pray that they'll get the information? Our faith is strong enough to help people grow into the people that God is calling them to be through discipleship. Will we go by faith? Our faith is strong enough to help a person become who God is calling them to be. Will we stand in the gap until we see and will we believe in the mysteries of life? Or do we have to see it before we can believe it? Because God is. Almighty good God, He raised people out of the sickness. He's ruled matching And though it doesn't always work out the way we want it to work out, it still is a blessing from the Most High God. So this morning, I hope you will consider the good will for us today. Don't quit before the miracle happens. Don't stop driving across the Texas-Louisiana border because you're afraid of driving while black. Don't stop going around the corner and doing what God is calling you to do because you're afraid that something is going to happen to you. Just step out on faith. Just walk by faith. Talk by faith. Live by faith. Praise God by faith. And become all that God is calling you to be. So I say to you this morning, if you think... Your relationship is a little weaker. God is giving you a chance to strengthen. You. Pray with me, Talk to another. mouth, God. Be who He's calling you to be. Forgive. forgive one another. Continue to be, even in spite of the situation. Don't let anything, anybody, anyhow. Take you from the mark of Jesus Christ. Because God has plans for everyone. Plans to fight. Plans to live holy and righteous. Plans that exceed each and every one of us. Our prayers, our money, our must But the greatest gift of all knowing that the touch that one of and the touch that Gerardly gave him, and the promise that he gave Abraham is still available now do you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior do you know he forgives your sins do you know he helps you to love do you know he directs your life if you don't know it's not too late to get to know but for now, it's not possible. Make sure you come.